Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org. My name is Lara and I am the parent of a child that's on the autism spectrum. And I just want to talk to you today about some things that you can do that will help you and help your child. I wanted to talk with you about some different therapy methods that you could try. I wanted to talk with you about ways that you can handle difficult social situations, how you can get through an IEP and accomplish what your child needs. I'd love to talk with you about accepting your child and accepting the loss that you might feel from them not having a typical childhood. And I feel like my experience over the last 10 years of being a parent of a child on the spectrum could be helpful to you today. My husband and I, after we got married, we were really excited to become parents. And we were so excited when we found out we were having a little boy and we were just getting ready and preparing and shortly after he was born I had the strongest feeling that there was something different or something wrong and it was a feeling that I couldn't shake even though he was doing all of the normal things that babies would be doing I still had this consistent nagging feeling that there was something different and by the time Max was two, um, his developmental delays were starting to be more obvious to other people and to me. And so I took him in to get some testing and he did show up as being developmentally delayed. And so we started the process of getting him some early intervention. And during that process, he was diagnosed with autism and it opened up a whole world of information, of fear, of worry, and we just have strived over the last eight years to do the best we can for him, help him live a good life. When you have a baby, have a little child that you're excited about raising and being a parent to, you have a lot of expectations about what that child will do, about what their milestones will look like. And when you have a child that's on the autism spectrum and you watch them grow and you start to see them deviate from the normal milestones that you would expect, it's really painful and it hurts and you grieve and it makes, it makes, made me very sad as a parent to watch him struggling and not meeting these milestones that we were expecting and hoping him, for him to meet. So dealing with the sadness of Max's diagnosis is something that I still deal with on a regular basis. But when those feelings of sadness come up, I just allow myself to feel them. I think it's really important to recognize that you had an expectation for what your child's life was going to be like, and now it's going to be different. And it's okay to feel sad about that for a little while, but I feel like it's also really important to turn around and try and find the positive things about your child, the good things about them, what they can be successful at, and help them 
to excel in those areas so that they can be the best person they can be and have successes in their lives. So we turned sadness into excitement by watching Max do the things that he loves to do. And when your child is little, those are really simple things. And for Max, it was jumping and running and doing flips and doing all of these things with his body that we noticed that he actually had excelled at maintaining balance and being strong and doing these really neat acrobatics on the trampoline. And so we've really encouraged him to use those gifts and to strive for excellence in his um, endeavors in physical fitness. We very much wanted everyone around us, as well as the people in our own family, to accept and love Max for who he is, because all of the therapy in the world could help him progress in school and achieve and do better in all these other areas of his life. But the core uh, person that he is, is a wonderful person. And him having these gifts in areas of physical fitness or mapping and geography are things that will help other people notice what a great kid he is. I'd say we're, I'm very aware of Max's limitations and I'm very aware of where he excels. And it's okay for my son to be on the autism spectrum. It's okay for him to be socially different and a little awkward sometimes and to not know how to behave in every social situation he encounters. It's okay. Um, I love my son for who he is and try to help him be the best person that he can be and accept him strengths, weaknesses, positives and negatives for exactly who he is. Max absolutely knows that we are focusing on the positives about his life because we, we really encourage him and he's very aware of our positive reinforcement and reacts really well to that. And so raising Max is a joy. So the beginning of our journey to get Max treatment and therapy to help him with all the areas of his development that were struggling because of being autistic, um, we actually just tried a lot of different things and we narrowed his therapies down to three different areas. And the first was ABA therapy, which was really important and it helps him with attending in school and learning how to be in a learning environment and be able to absorb information. And then the second kind of therapy that we use is DIR therapy or floor time. And that was fun for us as his parents because that's what we worked on at home with him. And it involves play. And playing while you're having therapy is the perfect combination. So we really enjoyed learning how to do that particular method of therapy with Max. And the third therapy that we used with him was occupational therapy and meeting his sensory needs. And we've devoted a lot of space in our home and time in our hearts to meeting his needs um, so that he can be the best person he can be. I think 
Probably the funniest thing that we've ever seen him do was um, we went on a trip to California and we were on Main Street in Huntington Beach and Mac, one of Max's little quirks when he was younger to meet his sensory needs, he would lick things, which was lots of fun for getting all the germs and getting sick all the time. And so we really tried to steer him in the direction of not licking things where he could get sick. But we were getting gelato and we were standing outside eating ice cream and um, we looked around and we couldn't find Max and my husband looked a little bit up the road and he was wrapped around a parking meter that was in front of a particularly dirty area of Main Street and he was licking the parking meter. <laughs> so that's one of the funniest things I've probably ever seen him do because my husband lost his mind. <laughs> we absolutely have to have a roll with it mentality. If you set your expectations too strict and too high, then you're setting yourself up for a lot of frustration. I think you definitely have to find the humor in every day and find reasons to enjoy your relationship with your child. Because we tried a lot of different therapies and going to a lot of different people and had to go through the process of saying, no, this isn't working, which was frustrating, but worth it to arrive at the, the place that we did where he was excelling the most. So the way that we knew he was making, or the, the way that we knew that therapy was successful was watching his progress. If we heard him say new words, if we watched him making more eye contact, if we saw progress in what was socially acceptable behavior, then we knew the therapies that we were using were working. We followed the therapies that were working, for sure. I think with a, a child that's on the autism spectrum, that could mean any variety of different therapies, but for our son, these three particular things worked the best. We had a lot of people that were um, snake oil salesmen, people that were trying to sell us a remedy, and it was, a real challenge because as a parent you have a, a desperate desire to help your child. If you have a child that's diagnosed with a significant disability, you do everything you can for your kid. And if people are coming to you and offering you a cure for $20,000, it's, it's very tempting to sell your house and write a check. And sorting through that kind of information and finding what was medically researched and established therapy was really difficult because even some of the most outlandish treatments were tempting. It's definitely a phase of desperation and we really felt that through his toddler years because just like any toddler he's not fully developed and we know that this is a time that the brain is growing and he's bringing in a lot of information and what he's eating and what he's doing are all affecting his development. And the idea behind a lot of therapies and diets and things that people were offering to us was, oh, we have to do this now while he's this age because it will have the biggest impact on his future. So trying to sort through all of the things that are available and, and make choices is really difficult. We, we made decisions about what to do for Max based on watching what worked for him, where he made the most progress, 
and a lot of prayer, a lot of faith, a lot of talking to other parents. Talking to other parents that had older children on the spectrum was huge for us. And getting involved in the community of families that have children with special needs that are on the spectrum gave us so much information and helped us make decisions during that critical period of time. So a great way to connect with people that can help you get information about treating your child, parents that have been there, um, educators that have been there is to connect with them in the school parking lot of your child's school, to get on social media and join groups that are particular to families with children with autism. It's a great way to get to know other people in the community that have already been there and can tell you the resources around you that are the best. We had such great experiences with getting to know the other people in our community that had children on the spectrum. They were so understanding. They've been there before. They knew what we were going through. And so having people understand our experience. We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum. I needed a lot of support as a parent for Max. We felt very much alone at the beginning of searching for therapy and treatment for him and finding out that there were so many more families out there that had already been through it was really helpful for me. I had people to call and ask questions and I had people to message with online and I had people to actually come to my home and meet their children and and hear their story and make decisions from their experiences. We um, are part of a Facebook group that's uh, Moms of Autistic Kids. And I encountered a big struggle with Max in school a couple of years ago where a child actually stole his homework and wrote his name on Max's homework. And the teacher punished Max for not turning in his homework and had him stay in for recess and lunch to do work. And my son couldn't tell the teacher what had happened. He didn't have the words and couldn't verbalize it. And when he came home and we figured out what had happened and what was going on, it was so upsetting as his parent to know that he, because he's such a good student and he worked so hard to please his teachers and to know that he had suffered the consequences of not doing his work when he had done his work was a, it was really painful as his mom to watch him go through that. And we came up with a great resolution and everything worked out, but I was so upset and I turned to these other moms and talked to them about what had happened. And they shared their similar experiences and offered a lot of emotional and, and moral support for what we were doing and what we were going through. I have a lot of parents that have reached out to me or friends that have connected me with, with parents that are going through the process of having their child diagnosed and trying to find out what to do for their child and being able to be there for those parents fills my heart with a lot of happiness because I had people there for me during that same stage. And so it's always something I'm more than happy to do to 
if nothing else, be a listening ear for those parents. So when we would try to go to church on Sunday with Max, it would be a real challenge. A lot of the the noise and structure of the children's class primary at church was too much for him. And it was a real challenge to help him acclimate to being able to sit through primary. And so um, during the first couple of years of trying to help him do that, I didn't talk to anybody. And I just tried to do it myself. That was the wrong way. And I, out of desperation, finally called the woman that was in charge of primary, the primary president, and talked to her. And I was just very honest about how I was feeling and what the struggles were. And she was so kind and she was such a good listener. And she said, let us help you. Let us help you. You bring Max to us and we will do everything we can to help him acclimate to primary. A lot of Max's struggles involved me being present. So if I could separate and let some of the other adults that were willing and able in his life to help him acclimate, it actually worked a lot better. And everyone in primary rallied behind Max and helped him acclimate to being there. And once in a while, off and on over the last couple of years, we've reached a little snag and he has always had a teacher or an adult in his life that has been willing to help him work through it. And we've been very lucky that way. And Max has had a great experience with going to church because of the adults around us that have been willing to help and to listen. So it's really important to be very clear about what you know about your child to the adults around you that are willing to help you. And it just makes it so much easier for them to help your child if they know what you know. So sharing as much as you can about what comforts them, what helps them get through a difficult situation will help the other adults in your life to make transitions and, and classroom environments easier for your child. So we had a plan for Max if he got too distressed. If he was just too upset, then usually someone would come and get me, and that was very rare. That's only happened a couple of times in the last several years. So the plan was really just to try and help him stay, help him work through it. So the process of establishing an IEP at the school for your child, I think, is one of the most intimidating things that you encounter as a parent of a child with special needs. And you go into this meeting with teachers and educators to try and make a legally binding plan for your child at school. And the things that you plan out in this meeting will affect their life for the rest of the school year. And so you can go into this meeting feeling really nervous and afraid and maybe even a little confrontational if your child isn't getting the things that they need. And I have found that one of the best ways to deal with the IEP process is to do your best to make everyone that's going to be in that meeting your friend. If you go into that meeting trying to listen to what they have to say, trying to understand where they're coming from as an educator, while also communicating what your child needs, they will be much more eager to help and to meet the needs of your child. I've gone to IEPs with a treat for everybody and told a funny story at the beginning of the meeting to relax everyone so that people felt less tense and just tried to really make friends with everyone in the meeting. 
You, sh you shouldn't have to go to an IEP and make friends with everybody to get what your child needs. But unfortunately, it's the way that it is. And you can't, you can't place a value on the way that people treat and love your child and the way that you treat these people that are going to spend their whole day with your child is going to affect the way that they treat him. It definitely rubs off on other people in the meeting when you go into it with a good attitude and a positive outlook and a desire to listen and to be helpful. It definitely reflects back to you and the way that they treat you. So it was critical to Max's development and progress to meet with an occupational therapist early on in his the process of being diagnosed. We met with several occupational therapists until we found one that seemed to really click with Max and was able to discern what his sensory needs were. And when he delineated for us what those sensory needs were, we were able to do a lot of those therapies here in our own home, out and about in the community to help him to feel calm and regulated and be able to socially blend in. So a sensory need is, is like having an itch that you need to scratch. And people on the spectrum, their itch might be that they need a lot of deep pressure in their body to feel comforted and regulated and ready to do something that's difficult for them. And Max in particular loves to jump and run and spin and climb and do anything where he's using all of his big muscle groups in his body. So we have spent a lot of time meeting his sensory needs by being very active with him and giving him opportunities to be active in our home, even during the cold winter months, um, always trying to find opportunities for him to meet those sensory needs so that he's ready to do homework or ready to do chores or ready to go to school. So we heard early on in Max's process of being diagnosed that there was a high rate of divorce among parents of children with autism. Um, and I, we were surprised and concerned to hear that. And throughout the process of getting Max treatment and therapy, I became the person in our family that was the expert in gathering information on what was best to do for Max and what was happening with Max. And my husband became the receiver of secondhand information. And so it was a little bit of a challenge for us to be on the same page of Max having an autism diagnosis, of him getting all of these hours of treatment and therapy. We weren't necessarily agreeing on that being the right and appropriate thing for him. And so what really turned that around for us was having my husband come with me to one of the big meetings that we had with a specialist that was seeing Max in, in the diagnosis process. And in that meeting, he gathered a lot of information from my husband with questions about Max's development. And in answering those questions with the specialist, my husband came to the same conclusion that the rest of us had. And we realized by the end of that meeting, it was so important for him to be able to participate in this process too. And that I not be the one and only parent that was 
going to these meetings with all of these doctors and therapists and hearing all the things that we needed to do for Max. And so from that point on, we tried to do all of those things together if we could. If work schedule allowed it, he would be there. And it's made a huge difference for us to be a united team in helping and taking care of Max. I have watched through the process of getting to know a lot of other families that have children on the spectrum and seen a lot of single parents that are doing it. And they are amazing people because they're, they're doing the parenting thing mostly on their own with a child with special needs. And that takes so much effort and so much time. It can be exhausting. And so the thing that I noticed about parents that were successful who were single parenting were the ones who brought a loved one with them. The, the single mom that comes to mind right now always brought her mother with her to functions that involved her needing to talk about her son or get information about her son. So there was always a second set of ears and eyes with her. And I think that was really helpful. So if I were a single parent trying to go through this process, I would find my person or a couple of people that could be my significant other through this process, whether that's your mom or your best friend or the parent of another child with autism, that you have someone else to be your sounding board and someone else to help you with gathering and um, collecting information for how to help your child. Um, I think as a parent of a child on the autism spectrum, self-care is so important. Making time to do things that make you feel regulated and comforted and relaxed are so important. Whether that's spending time on your favorite hobby or doing something that makes you feel relaxed, you have to commit some time every day to do something for yourself. If you don't, then you'll wear yourself out. And I feel like it's really important to set time aside for your marriage and go on dates find babysitters that are equipped to take care of your special needs child while you're away and go on those dates put them on the calendar and don't miss them they're more important than therapy appointments for your child and that probably sounds terrible but it's not trust me they're crucial to maintaining your family's health. I can relate to any parent of a child on the spectrum feeling desperate, sad, lost, afraid, all of those things, and particularly blaming yourself. And I want to tell you that even though all of these feelings that you're having right now are hard and watching your child struggle is so difficult, it is going to get better. It's so hard to be in this moment right now and experiencing these struggles with your child, but it will get better. Things will turn around and things will look up, especially if you put some work in today in improving your situation. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. We now invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.